Paul and Angie Lingzo, founders of the Lingzo Fitness Academy, bring you the missing piece. Mission, mindset, and mechanics for your complete transformation. As creators of the Anti-Diet Mindset Reprogram, Paul and Angie have all the missing pieces you need to make the leap to your best life. Welcome to The Missing Piece. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to The Missing Piece. Today, we're talking about sort of the ultimate in... um, the ultimate in holding people back from really wanting to get in shape is this fear of change. You've heard it before. You've heard people say, man, people are scared to change. I'm scared to change. I don't do well with change. You've heard all these things, right? And it's funny because it's not, it's justified really in our human brain. Change is scary. There's, there's an actual reason that change is scary and we can kind of dissect fear a little bit and look at how basically all fear comes back to the same thing. And then from there, what you can do is bring it out in the open and be like, oh man, I'm going to just decide to reject that, <laughs> change my frame. And then when I'm no longer scared, I can now move on without, with, I can move on with my life without this fear anymore. So that's what we're talking about today is kind of the root of fear of change. So before we get into it, I want to make sure you guys know that if you want to hang out with us outside the podcast, we would love it if you went over to missingpeacepodcast.com and from there, We'd love to have you join our free Facebook group where you can see the weekly trainings we do um, weekly, (laughs) actually multiple times a week. We put content in there, all sorts of stuff is in there. And then also on that missingpeacepodcast.com, we've got, um, and we've got stuff, Angie's meal prep and a flash guide. I've got my dude's guide to cutting. We've got our weekend nutrition blueprint, all sorts of free resources that will really, really help you in your, in your fitness journey, even though that's such a lame cliche, but that's what it is. All right. So that's what it's there for. And of course, do me a solid, leave me a review, leave us a review. Um, today I'm riding solo, but Angie and I do this podcast together a lot. And so leave us a review. Let us know what you found valuable. Let us know what you liked, what you want to hear more of. Um, and we'll do more of that. Right. So, um, leave us a review. It helps other people find the podcast, helps the algorithm, you know, suggest us to other people, which is always a good thing too. All right. So anyway, let's get back to fear. Yeah. Fear of change and fear of change. It's a lot, almost all, I should say all fear, literally all fear. You know, if we were to, if we were to trace it all the way back to its root, it comes down to survival. Okay. It all comes down to survival. That's, that's why we're scared of snakes because back in the day they would freaking kill us, right? They'd come out of nowhere and they, and they bite us and there was no antidote. This is our caveman ancestors. Then we die. Right. And that's why we're scared of lions and bears and things like that. There's a natural instinct for survival. But what I'm talking about today is a little bit more about the fear of change and specifically the fear of change of you, you know, um, how I want to improve and better myself with fitness, but that change is scaring me so much that, it's, it's paralyzing me into, you know, I'm, I'm unable to take action because of fear. And you may not even realize that that's a problem. Some of you guys, some of you guys go, I'm not scared. I'm just blah, blah, blah. But then as we unpack some of this, you're like, oh man, yeah, maybe there was a little bit of that fear of change going on in my brain. And so, yeah, we're scared of snakes. We're scared of lions. We're scared of bears, right? But also inherently humans are social creatures and we've, um, we've done so well as a species because of our tribal roots, right? Because we were banding together and being included in whether it was a tribe or a tribe of hunter gatherers or being included in society 
has inherent benefits and definitely um, increases our chance of survival. It definitely increases our chance of survival to have social relationships, whether it's in the small social relationships of your family unit and your tribe or greater society as a whole. It, like we're more likely to survive. In fact, we're not going to survive. If somebody just throws me out on the tundra with no human connections, I'm not going to live very long. Right. So, so there's that. So we need these social connections. And so when it comes to fear of change, changing ourselves specifically, which is what fitness is, when it comes to fear of change, it all comes back to this social, this need for socialization. And what we are scared of essentially is we're scared of rejection. We're scared of being cast out of the tribe. And you're like, man, I don't really care what anybody thinks, but I'm telling you, this is a deep seated cause. This is a deep rooted fear in your caveman brain. That's like, I need to be a part of the group at all costs. I cannot be rejected by the group because once I'm outside the light of the campfire, it's a dark and scary world where I have no protection. And that's ultimately why fear of public speaking uh, is is the number one fear in the world. People fear public public speaking more than they fear all the other like things that they should fear, right? Or that, that are more likely to cause death or injury. And why is that? It's because back in the day, if you spoke up, if you, if you spoke in front of your tribe and you said things that were not agreeable, what you were risking was you were risking being cast out. Okay. So you think about now why people in the midst of a world that's, you know, been at war and we've got COVID and we've got this, we got, you know, you can die in a car accident, you know, tens of thousands of people, maybe more hundreds of thousands of people die in car accidents every year, all this stuff. Right. But the number one fear in the world that people talk about is the fear of public speaking. And that is rooted in the fear of being rejected by the tribe when you speak in front of them, the fear of your message not being heard and you get outcast from the tribe. And so I just want you to sit with that for a minute and think about how it relates to all these other fears that I'm going to talk about. Because that fear of rejection, that fear of being cast out, it's rooted in so many different ways. Right? So first of all, there's the fear of change. There's the fear of changing yourself. Because what happens is when you change yourself, when you change your habits, when you change your identity, that's essentially what's happening. Anytime you decide to change your behavior and take charge of your life in any sort of way, you are changing your identity. You are changing who you believe yourself to be. I believe myself to be worthy and capable of taking care of my, my physical body, my business, my finances, my relationships, whatever. You change your identity. And so that's scary for you. And why is that scary for you? It's because now it's actually a threat to everybody around you. Because then they have this deep-seated lizard brain that's going, oh, Paul changed. And so now my relation... now. Now I change how I view myself in relation to him. And that's scary for me. He just basically just shook my worldview. I had this stable relationship and then he went and became somebody else. And that, that, that knocked loose my view of the world that, that challenges my view of the world that challenges how I see myself and how I relate to him. And that's scary. And because we know inherently that this is what happens it's much easier for us to just maintain the status quo. So oftentimes that fear of change, fear of changing ourselves, fear of changing identity is rooted in that fear of rejection from others. We don't want other people to say shit about us. We, we don't want to be rejected by those around us. It's a very, very scary deal to grasp for more in life because we're scared of others' opinions. And you can sit here and be like, I don't care what anybody thinks all you want, but I'm going to sit here and tell you right now, 
It's true. And it holds a lot of people back and there are ways to deal with it. And that, and that comes down to, that's probably a conversation for a different podcast. Maybe I'll do that next. I'll talk about having a strong frame and, and making your vision for who, for what you want so powerful that you can actually move towards it without caring what people think. But fear of change is often rooted in that, in, in being in the fear of changing our relationship to other people. It's a fear of being cast out. It's fear of others' opinions, fear of judgment. And so in order to make a massive change in any area of our life, if you want to level up, if you want to go from being freaking soft to being freaking jacked, you have to change your identity. You have to believe that you deserve that. You have to believe you're somebody that's capable of it. And you have to change your behaviors to match that new identity. And that scares everybody around you. And it scares you. And it scares and you're worried about what people are going to say about it. Guys, I get it. <laughs> I totally get it. And that's that's why so many people get paralyzed. And so it's it's worth at least dragging this fear out into the light of day and be like, I at least recognize that I have that because oftentimes moving forward in the face of fear is the, the first step is just naming it and just know because we've been so conditioned to be like, man, I don't give a shit what anybody else thinks. Cool. Good. I'm glad you can verbalize it out loud, but are your actions actually showing that? Are you actually expressing your truest desire for who you want to be because you really don't, because you're so sold on that vision that you really don't care what people think? Or are you dampening yourself a little bit in order to fit in a little bit because you fear judgment? It is a hard question. And those of you who have courage are going to be like, you know what? I do recognize some areas where I'm doing that. And, and now I'm naming it. And now I'm going to be able to overcome it. A lot of people are just going to be like, man, I don't give a shit what anybody thinks. And then they're just going to go on with their life and never improve. And that's fine too. All right. So that's the number one or not the number one, but that's the first one I want to talk about was fear of changing yourself and fear of changing your identity is really rooted in fear of rejection from others. All right. Now it's the same thing. But then we also have, it's the same, I don't know, basic principle, but we also have a fear of failure. Guys, there is fear of failure is so freaking strong, so strong. And it's really just two, because I was going to say, I was going to talk about fear of failure and I was going to talk about fear of looking stupid as, you know, if, if fear of change is one and fear of failure is two and fear of looking stupid is three, but fear of failure and fear of looking stupid are the exact same thing. Honestly, when it comes down to it, when you're scared of failure, when you're scared of failure, there's a couple reasons where we can trace it all the way back to those caveman days. Uh, we can trace it back to the fear of being cast out. And when we, when we fail at something, we're scared that we're going to look incompetent. And so if we get all the way back to our caveman brain and like the tribal beings that we were, every single person you know, kind of had to pull their own weight. They had to have a use to contribute to the tribe. And so the fear of failure equates to looking incompetent. We're very scared to look incompetent because we don't want to appear useless to the tribe because being able to contribute to the tribe or being able to contribute to society was how traditionally we've been able to extract value and protection back from the tribe and back from society. And so if we are no longer useful, we fear that we'll be cast out of the clan, right? And that's that's why we're so terrified to look incompetent. And that's why some of us don't try things. That's why we don't take big swings. That's why so many people don't take big swings because they're scared of swinging and missing. They're scared of striking out because, man, if you get labeled incompetent, you get cast out of society. 
Of course, that's not the way it works anymore. It's not, it's not we're, we're not those, those primal beings. I mean, at a certain level, we do have to be useful. We do have to contribute, but it's not like everybody around us is waiting for us to make one mistake and cast us out. Our use and our contribution to society comes in a lot of different ways. In a way, in one way to just really realize this right off the bat is that one of the biggest contributions you can make to society is taking swings and taking big shots because the contribution you're making at that point is that you are giving permission for others to do the same because you're starting a wave of movement that goes against that fear of failure. And when you reach out and either you, you act courageously in the face of fear of failure or you go out and screw it, you fail publicly, who cares? You fail publicly, but you keep moving forward and you prove that it's not life or death to, to fail, quote unquote. You give permission to others around you to take big swings. And that's ultimately how home runs get hit. And ultimately, we're on the same team because we're all people, right? And so that's, that's really, really powerful. And if you can show people what it's like to A, act courageously and not be fearful of failure, but then B, if you can show people that failure is really just temporary, and you can continue to live and you can continue to move forward despite having circumstances that have set you back, that's actually one of the greatest contributions you can make to society is to show people around you how much life there is to live, um, you know, when you're taking big swings, when you're, when you're swinging for home runs. All right. And then, you know, there's the fear of looking stupid, which again is kind of the same as fear of failure. But man, we inherently, we just don't want to be suckers, do we? We don't want to look stupid. And I think this one is a little bit more um, tied to procreation, right? It's a little bit more tied to like, if we look like the chump, if we look like the sucker, if we look stupid, we're not going to be worthy of a mate. And I know it's like 2021 and blah, blah, blah. My spouse doesn't define me and I get that. But in the caveman brain, we are all inherently, we all, we all have an inherent drive to procreate. Like, even if you're like, Hey, I don't want kids. Like I get it. But your sex drive is, you have a sex drive probably. And that's there to procreate. Right. So we, we all have that. And many of our actions, many of the things that we strive for, whether it's our appearance, whether it's our physical fitness, whether it's competence in our career and making money, all come down. They're all um, downstream of this drive to to find your person and, and to procreate with them. And when we are the chump, when we're the sucker, when we're scared of looking stupid, we're scared. We are scared of looking stupid because we're scared that that will mean that we're not worthy of that person. We're not worthy of that mate. We're not worthy of procreating. And that seems crazy. That seems like a big jump maybe to some of you, but for some of you guys, you're like, Oh yeah, this does, this does strum a chord, um, you know, kind of deep. Right. And so the point is, um, the point is they're, they're all coming back to the same thing. It's fear of being cast out. It's fear of, looking dumb. It's fear of failure. It's fear of, ultimately, it's fear of judgment. Ultimately, it's fear of what people think of you. And we, we hold ourselves back and we, and we don't take the shots that we should be taking because we're worried about what if it doesn't pan out? What if I lose? What if I fail? What if I look stupid? And I don't really know what to tell you here. Except that, like, trust me, and when I say this, you're going to know this inherently, but life expands 
proportionate to your courage. Life expands proportionate to your courage. The more courageously you act, the more you feel alive. You have to know that. You have to know that because at some point in your life, you've overcome fear. And that's the thing about being courageous. It doesn't mean that there is no fear. Like I'm scared shitless all the time. Every time I take a gamble in business, every time I reach my hand out to meet somebody new, I am, of course I'm scared. Uh, That caveman brain wants to protect me. Wants to make sure I don't do anything stupid. Right. Think about, think about relate. Think about the, the small risk and just starting a new relationship. And, and I'm not even talking about a romantic relationship. When you first get to know somebody, you feel them out a little bit. You don't just spill your guts, right? Why? Fear of rejection. <laughs> but, but let me just say this. Do you have, or can you have a great relationship where you know each other well? And you, and, you, and you understand and you love each other? Can you have that? If you, do, if you never take the risk of exposing who you truly are? And the answer is no, you can't. And that's what I mean when I say life expands with your courage. It takes courage to be vulnerable to another human being. But the reward for that vulnerability is a, is a, is a deeper relationship it's, it's being known and when they, and they reciprocate and they're vulnerable with you, it's knowing others and being known, deep knowing of each other. That's so important. That's everything in life. That is life. Life is relationships and it takes courage to get there. It takes courage to get, it takes courage to be vulnerable, but the upside is that you feel more alive and you feel more connected. And so when it comes to what we do, which is you know, physical fitness, when it comes to career, you're going to have to be vulnerable at some point. You know, you're going to have to raise your hand and be like, I need help. Or you're going to have to say, raise your hand and say, what I'm doing isn't working and I'm going to change who I am. You're going to, if you want a big upside in the business world, you're going to have to take some risks. And there's fear associated with all that. There's fear associated with changing yourself. There's fear associated with losing money and taking risks in your career. There's fear with all of it. But if you can allow yourself to be courageous in those moments of fear, your life will expand exponentially. Well, I guess not even, it'll expand proportionate to how big that move is. It'll expand proportionately to your courage. And that's the upside. And that's the upside of taking a risk and moving in the face of fear. All right. So, um, you know, our caveman brains, our monkey brains, man. They still run a lot of our lives. They like they're still running the same programs. They just look a little different. And if we can get those out there, and we can just name those fears and become more aware of them, it makes it more likely that we can act righteously in the face of them, and then we can break their grip on us. All right, have a good one, guys. <laughs>